Welcome back to the Money Bear Podcast. I am your host, Chloe Daniels, better known as Clover Money Coach on the internet. And today we're doing our quick tip episode, which I'll give you a little life update as well as give you a quick tip that you can start implementing right away. So if you're watching a reel or a recording of this, I'm super washed out because we are now in San Diego and my desk is like right in front of a big bay window. So I kind of look like a ghost. I'm going to have to mess with the contrast on my camera because I don't have a nose. <laughs> so if you're watching this, that is why my boyfriend and I drove across the country from Friday last week all the way until Monday. So on Friday, we drove from my hometown in Peoria, Illinois, all the way to Wichita. Wichita, we were only there for an overnight, honestly. It was a cute little Airbnb over by Friends University, I think is what it was called, or Friends College. And we left the next morning at like 5 a.m. And then we made our way to Santa Fe, which Santa Fe was the very first experience my boyfriend had with seeing the desert. And he thought it was pretty pretty cool. I was excited because I've been trying to get him on board or open to moving to Tucson. And I was worried he wouldn't like the desert, but luckily he did. So he's open to it. But after Santa Fe, which we kind of walked around and explored, ate some food, went to the chocolate house there where you get to drink the cacao chocolate. After doing that, we headed down to Tucson and we stayed a night in Tucson, which luckily he thought was really cool. We only stayed for an evening. So, you know, it's not like he really got to see it, but then we arrived in San Diego on Monday and I'm not going to lie, guys, I'm having a really hard time not wanting to move here. (laughs) So if you have been following along on my journey last year, I road tripped around the country to essentially date cities and figure out where I wanted to live. And at the end of the road trip, San Diego came out as like the number one place that I was interested in living. And Tucson was like a very close second. But I told myself like my happiness is worth the cost that it would take to move to San Diego. And, you know, if I have a better life, a better quality of living, it's going to make spending all that extra money in San Diego worth it. But the more and more we approached moving to San Diego, it was like, oh my gosh, this is stressing me out. The idea of paying $3,000 or more for a very small one-bedroom, maybe two-bedroom apartment, it freaks me out. Having to pay more in taxes, it freaks me out. Having to pay more for my LC, it freaks me out. So there's all these things that just started to kind of add up. And I was like, the thing that I can control is my lifestyle. Like I can control the cost of living for wherever I go, but I can't always control like the business expenses if I want to continue to grow. And so I started thinking, well, maybe I'll move to Tucson. And so then we, we being me decided upon doing essentially this second road trip where right now I'm planning on spending three months here in San Diego. And then I'm heading to Tucson for the foreseeable future to either just test out if I like living there as much as I like living in San Diego and potentially moving there full time. So (laughs) that's the plan right now, but I will say I'm five days into being back in San Diego and the magic of San Diego is working on me again. It's so beautiful out here. I just, I love the people. I love how chill it is. I love the politics. I love the fact that like people are progressive, that there are a lot of business owners out here, that it's like 
a hub of just forward thinking people. And I also love the weather. I love that there are palm trees. I mean, there are palm trees in Tucson as well, but it's just like everywhere I go, I'm my boyfriend and I are just like, this is so beautiful. Like why? Well, you can see why people pay a premium to live here. And I just think about all the stuff that I want to do. If I lived here in California, especially Southern California, there's just so much to do. And a lot of it's stuff that I want to do that's outside. And that's my favorite thing to do. So (laughs) I'm feeling the existential crisis all over again of where do I choose? Do I choose San Diego and spend probably twice as much as what I would spend if I were living in Tucson? Or do I, you know, do the Tucson thing, take the secure route? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. So I am glad that I decided to book the three months here in San Diego because it is making me question whether or not I do want to move to Tucson. But then I'm still going to make sure that I also go back to Tucson and stay a few months there to see like which Chloe's better, like which Chloe is happier, which Chloe feels more like Chloe, you know, because I do have that luxury of being able to decide. But it's just crazy, guys. <laughs> like, I need to stop telling people what my plans are for where I live because... I recently, I want to say it wasn't that long ago, maybe about a month ago, I had essentially announced on Instagram that I'm considering buying a house in Tucson, but I wouldn't be able to do that here in California. So like looking at the houses, I was, my budget in Tucson was anywhere between three and $450,000. And here I couldn't get anything for three to $450,000, maybe like a one bedroom, two bedroom condo, but yeah, I don't know if I want to buy a one to two bedroom condo. So I might not be buying property this year. We'll see what happens. It's just a lot. It's a lot of figuring out what's the right move for me. And having this amount of flexibility is amazing. But it's also like, how do I pick? What's the smartest thing? I mean, the smartest, there's the difference between the smartest thing and the thing that I do for happiness. If money were not an issue at all, I would choose to live in San Diego. Without a doubt, I would move here knowing that I could like live wherever I wanted, not have to worry about cramming myself into a 300 square foot studio apartment. But money is an issue. That is the reality. Because if we look at it just from a practical perspective, then I would be moving to Tucson. But I, I love both. So we'll see what happens. I don't know, guys. It'll be really interesting to see what the next six months entail. The good news is Tarek likes both. He's a fan of San Diego. I think he said that he would move here in a heartbeat and then we'll see how it goes in Tucson. So you guys, I need you all to take bets and let me know what you're betting on. Cause at this point it's anybody's guess. <laughs> it's anybody's guess. So that's kind of the life update there. Tarek is still here in San Diego. He's actually listening now as I'm recording this, although he's scrolling on TikTok, so he may not actually be listening but we, my birthday was yesterday, so I'm 32 now. We went for a little walk around Sunset Cliffs and then grabbed some dinner down in Little Italy and just had generally a good time. And yeah, tonight we're going to go rent a speedboat and go speedboating into the bay. And then tomorrow for a very belated Valentine's Day gift, we're going kayaking up in La Jolla. So it's just like, like, did you just hear all that? That's so fun. I got to do all that in one place. It's like, (laughs) and then on Sunday, we're going to go hiking in a mountain. Like, (laughs) this is why I love San Diego. It is so freaking cool. Everything I want to do is here. And the people are great. So, ah, 
We'll see what happens, guys. So back to the quick money tips, my friend. So one of the newsletters I subscribe to is The Morning Brew. And I subscribe to a couple of their newsletters, like The Money Scoop and their daily one and things along those lines. If you guys aren't subscribed, I really enjoy them. I don't get a chance to read all of them, but when I do, I really enjoy reading them. One of the things that was brought up was with the costs of housing, with interest rates going up, and the offer of the adjustable rate mortgage. A lot of people are starting to consider adjustable rate mortgages because of how high the fixed interest rate mortgages are right now. And we got to talk about that because adjusted rate mortgages rarely are the right decision for people. So first, what is an adjusted rate mortgage? So an adjustable rate mortgage or an ARM for short is essentially a home loan where the interest rate can change over time. Now, this means your monthly payment can go up or down depending on what happens to federal interest rates. That sounds like pretty scary just right off the bat, right? Because I think a lot of us like knowing exactly how much we're going to spend every month on our mortgage. That's one of the reasons I love renting because I know every single month exactly what I'm going to have to pay for my home costs. But when we're looking at a mortgage, you're, you know, generally you're going to be paying the same amount for your mortgage rate every single month. However, Things will go up and down based off of if you have any repairs, if your interest rates change, if your property taxes change, things along those lines. The ARM essentially is going to add to that where you never know what could happen. Your interest rates could go up significantly like they have in the last couple of years, or they could be really low. And these ARMs often love to get you into their system with the adjustable rate mortgage by offering you a really low interest rate for start. So people will see that and be like, oh, hell yeah, I'll just take that really low interest rate for now. And then when that interest rate goes up, I'll sell. That's the plan, right? But does anything ever go according to plan? Look at me. I just told you guys how I have switched between wanting to move to San Diego to being too afraid to move to San Diego. So I moved to Tucson to relying back on going back to San Diego. Like I have flip-flopped my plan a million freaking times and I haven't even moved yet, like officially. So when we try to go into a situation that locks us into something like an adjustable rate mortgage, that means that the lowest amount that we're paying ever is at the very beginning we're really risking eventually getting to a place where we're paying significantly more in interest than what we would have done had we just paid a higher interest rate from the beginning using the fixed interest rate. That's the thing. It's like this magical thinking where we think that, oh, I'm just going to be able to game the system. A lot of the times we're not very good at gaming the system unless we've really planned it out and made sure that we know exactly what's going to happen. And we're going to do exactly what we plan and said we're going to do. So That's the first issue is a lot of folks going into it with this assumption that they can game the system. But unfortunately, that just doesn't happen. A lot of first time homeowners see that low interest rate and they're like, this is how I'm going to get in. I'll deal with the higher interest rates later. Hopefully I'm making more money later on. But it's kind of a risk that you're taking because you can't predict what your payment will be in the future. If interest rates go up, your payment goes up too, which can be tough to afford. And if you can't afford the interest rates going up, then you're putting your house at risk. You're putting your shelter at risk. And that terrifies me. And of course, over the long term, if you stick with that adjustable mortgage rate, you may end up paying significantly more in interest and you're likely to pay more in interest 
over the long term rather than if you had just gotten that fixed interest rate. So it can seem like a good idea, but I would tell most people that go into an adjustable mortgage rate knowing you are likely to pay more in interest over the long term. You're just taking the easy button now by taking that lower interest rate right now. Think about it like with those 0% APR transfer cards. A lot of people do the 0% APR transfer cards for credit cards to help them pay off their debt a little bit more quickly. But unfortunately, things don't always go according to plan. And when things don't go according to plan with something like a 0% APR interest rate card, that's bad news because after that promotional period is over, the 18 months where you get that 0% interest rate, those bad boys shoot up to 20 30% or more. They're some of the highest interest rates out there in the credit card market, but they get you in with that 0% promise. So that is what I will say is you've really got to look at the bigger picture. Am I taking this risk because this is the only way I can afford it? Is that really a smart thing for me to be doing? Am I relying on magical thinking, thinking my circumstances are going to wildly change in five to 10 years when my interest rates are going to go up that I will somehow be better equipped to handle it? Only you know that answer. So you really got to look at it personally. This is why so many people prioritize a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k over the traditional 401k or traditional IRA because they know how much they're paying in taxes. They're locking in the tax rate that they are at right now rather than gambling with what tax rates are going to be in the future. So that is personally, I would rather take the devil I know rather than the devil I don't know, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, we hear about people in Canada. In Canada, this is a pretty typical system. Adjusted rate mortgages make up about 53% of Canadian home buyers in late 2021. And I've seen so many Canadian peers talk about how their home mortgage payment just suddenly went up thousands of dollars a month. A month, every single month. Can you imagine all of a sudden having to come up with hundreds, if not thousands of extra dollars every single month? That stresses me out. What are you going to do? Get a roommate? Are you going to sell? You know? So relying on this idea as well of, of, oh, I'll just sell is kind of a tricky thing to rely on too. Because what if your life changes? What if you're in a situation where you can't sell? What if you're in a situation where you bought in, you've got this equity built up, or maybe the value of your home hasn't gone up and you're in a bad situation and you can't sell or selling would lock in a loss. Are you really going to want to do that? Or what if on the positive side, you get married, you find the person of your dreams, you guys are living in this house, you're starting a family and your interest rate goes up. Are you really going to want to sell just because your interest rate went up? Personally, I don't think that gives me enough options. I would much rather have more options. You could at any point you know, refinance, but refinancing costs money too, just like selling your home costs money. So if it were me, I'd bite the bullet. I would stick with the fixed cost unless I had just a surefire answer to what I was planning on doing the second those interest rates got out of control. So I hope that helps. If you do decide to go with an adjustable rate mortgage, something you can think about is maybe I should just save the difference. If I'm paying a super, super low adjusted rate mortgage right now, I know that's going to go up. So maybe putting a little bit of money aside, knowing that eventually that's going to happen. And when it happens, you'll have that savings to know I'm covered. I'm okay. Even if it goes up $1,000 a month, I'm going to be covered. That might help give you some peace of mind. So I hope that helps. 
I'm not personally a big fan of the adjustable rate mortgage. And what I will tell you, if you want to learn more about adjustable rate mortgages, check out on morningbrew.com. They've got a series called The Hall of Financial Horrors, where they have an article called Curse of the Adjustable Rate Mortgage. It crawls, it creeps, and it eats you alive. So check that out. It's a fantastic article. This is not sponsored by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it's an interesting thing to talk about, especially as interest rates are going up, more and more people are going to consider that. Even though only about 10% of new loan applications in 2021 in the US were for those adjustable rate mortgages, we got to be careful when we're considering these types of things. So I hope that helps my friends. That's all I've got for you guys today. I think I'm going to eat some lunch and take a power nap because I am still very much adjusting to this time change. But if you're in San Diego, drop into my DMs. We're probably going to host a meetup at some point so that I can start making friends in the area. And I'd love to meet y'all. So have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Money Bear Podcast. If you've made it this far, do us a favor, take two seconds, rate, review, and subscribe. It seriously means the world to me. And if you just take a sec to do that, I will appreciate you endlessly. And if you do, let me know on Instagram and I'll thank you personally. So got that. And of course, since we were talking about anything financial on this show, please note that nothing on this show is intended as financial advice. I don't know you, unfortunately. And because of that, I cannot tell you what to do with your money. You've got to work with a financial professional who knows your situation, who is preferably a fiduciary. And keep in mind that everything that we talk about on this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It's all my opinion. So there's that. If you want to see our full terms and conditions, head on over to the show notes. And while you're there, we've got free resources for you to get started on your money journey down in the show notes as well, including a free guide to help you with your budgeting templates and budgeting tutorials and investing 101, understanding the different accounts that are out there. All that good stuff is inside of my free guide, which is also available at thelazyinvestorscourse.com slash guide. If you're ready to take our relationship to the next level, I am also hosting a monthly investing class. And that investing class, you can find the times we're offering it this month at thelazyinvestorscourse.com slash webinar. That link is in the show notes as well. And that's where you have the chance to meet me live and ask those money questions live. It's a good time. We've had over 20,000 people as of recording this join or register and, uh, Yeah, it's always nice to meet you guys. So I hope to see you there again. All that is available down in the show notes. So thank you again for coming and listening. I appreciate you and I'll see you next week.